Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. It is truly the most wonderful time of the year, Bears fans. Lord football is returning to us, and we are just under two weeks away. And it's time for you to get in on the action with DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the National Football League. And with Lord football returning to us all, DraftKings is giving you new customers a chance to get $200 in free bets instantly when you bet $1 or more on any football game. Listen up because you don't want to miss this. Head to DraftKings Sportsbook app now and place a bet of $1 on any week one game to receive $200 in free bets instantly. If Sportsbook is not available in your state, DraftKings still has huge cash prizes up for grabs all season long with their daily fantasy contests. And for week one, DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at a $1 million top prize. Nothing adds excitement of watching NFL football quite like having a free shot at $1 million. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN to receive $200 in free bets when you place $1 on any football game and get a free shot at a million top prize with your first deposit. That's promo code THPN for a limited time at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, PA only, new customers only, $5 minimum deposit and $1 wager required, one per customer, restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Woo! What is up, Devils fans? It's your boy, Neil Bell Piano. Make sure you check out the Devil's State of Mind podcast here on the Hockey Podcast Network. From Taylor Ham or Pork Roll to how much we hate the Rangers, we got you covered. New episodes every Monday, wherever you listen to podcasts or on the Hockey Podcast Network website. And always remember to rock on. Woo! This is the Grit and Barrett podcast a podcast devoted to the 11-time Carter Cup champion, the Hershey Bears. We talk Hershey Bears, the American Hockey League, and all the hockey news that matters to me. This is high-energy, unfiltered, and at times unfocused hockey talk from a hack. And now, on with the show. Hello and welcome to the Grit and Barrett podcast, everyone, as we continue the month without hockey. Echo added for sound effect. 
So by the time this drops, everyone, we'll be uh, kind of getting out of the month of hockey a little bit. I mean, this will be around Labor Day. You still got a little bit of vacation left in you, everyone, but there's a lot at the end of the tunnel. Because before you know it, training camps will be starting up, and we'll get the little droplets of the delicious, violent ice hockey circus that we all know and love. But on this episode, I've brought about a special guest. He is a YouTuber, a guy who has influenced me to do this podcast as well. And what I like what this guy does is that he just basically takes out a machete and just goes to town on almost every team. At least that's what he does in his previews, and most likely a lot of these times deserve it. I'm talking about, you might have heard of him on YouTube, it is none other than the urinating tree himself, and so, Tree, thank you so much for coming on, welcome to the Grit and Barrett podcast, and thank you so much, my man, for giving me this time. Thank you for having me on, my man, and I appreciate it. Hey, I... I I'm very thankful, you know, I'm trying, trying not to gush here and like, you know, cause you know, and you have somebody on that, that you enjoy watching and appreciate the hard work that they put in. Um, I just, you know, try and compose myself and feeling miserably. So let's, um, before we do get into the NHL, I just want to talk about, you know, like, can I ask a little bit of your journey throughout the pandemic a bit? You were able to keep videos going, but, um, did you, you know, did, did, did you experience, like, a- any growth on, like, through, through like, through your journey through all these 18 months of hell? Um, with, like, in the beginning, like, there was a time where I was thinking, I don't know if I was going to make it through. Mainly because um, one of my sponsors at the time was Seeky. And what, what didn't happen during that pandemic was live sports, so they cut it off, understandably. But, like, I'm just sitting there like, okay, I don't have anything I can talk about. I was looking forward to the NHL playoffs. Like, you know, NFL at least had some stuff going on, so that at least passed the time. But for the most part, I'm just like, oh, shit. Well, um, yeah, just not much. I mean, all you can do is just sit there and just, like, be stunned at, like, what's going on. With, like, I remember, like, I was sitting in this exact spot when like everything like the nba canceled and tom hanks got it i'm just like oh my god because i was looking at it in the background but it's like oh i don't think they're gonna like do it but then everything had the ripple effect and it's like oh great well that's that's a curveball because i was literally in spring training the week before i was um it was the first time i had been down there and if i were there like that week i would have been like oh crap well i'm stuck in florida i don't know what to do (laughs) but um for the most part with me the one thing that it helped with was that i was at least able to um get a lot of bucket list videos out of the way so like a lot of historical stuff i wouldn't have been able to get to if that like i wasn't like if things were normal normal per se like uh marty schottenheimer which i'm actually glad i did because he was able to pass on Mm -hmm. it's a really misfortunate story about him. Yeah. Uh, Mike Keenan, that was an interesting one. John Vandeveld, NFL Wheel of Discipline. There's um, I'm trying to think of a few others as well. The uh, the um, the history of the Maple Leafs, or was that? Before? Yeah, that was one. I, that's been on my bucket list for a very long time. Like it was like, okay, it's time, and it's just like you're waiting for the right moment to strike, and 
turns out it, that was a right moment. I was kind of, I was half expecting the Maple Leafs to win the cup this year <laughs> just because of my luck. Well, everything always breaks like a year or two after. St. Louis suck, win the cup randomly. Yeah. Nationals win the World Series randomly. It's like uh, um, Capitals win the cup randomly. It's like yep. <laughs> Vikings and Falcons are still going strong though, so at least I have those. <laughs> Well, no, knowing your luck, and and I've and and I've blown predictions as well. I mean, mine when I did, um, you know, inspired and slash lovingly ripped off what what you do, uh, the hacks guide to the Stanley Cup Finals and a hacks preview. Uh, mine was Washington and Colorado, and Washington got knocked out by the Bruins in five, and then you know Colorado just just flamed out they, against they, they flamed out yeah i had carolina colorado my gag prediction was toronto boston just for like shits and giggles <laughs> well and then randomly like toronto loses in seven to td garden again but i think like their punishment ended up a lot worse because they didn't just lose to boston they lost to older brother in montreal at the three to one series lead <laughs> which i think was even more painful it was, but there's something about just watching Toronto just just collapse in on itself. But that's that's they melted down. Oh like, yeah, again, like, they, like if you looked at like Leafsnet over the past couple months, it's like just sheer just bitterness about how Toronto didn't make it. They had to actively root for Montreal. They put the Montreal Canadiens colors on the CN Tower. Oh yes, the ultimate troll job. <laughs> uh, and it and and it was fun because um, I, um, in my podcast uh, mini series game over during the summer, I, uh, you know, Toronto was one of them. I, I was able to get, and um, I looked at their cap situation and before the draft and everything happened, and it it literally seemed like this was their best chance to to do something because they have no draft picks. They've traded that away and not a lot of cap room because of big contracts. They traded their first round pick for, I think something like 11 games of Nick Felino or something yeah. like just rough. And it's like, uh... so looking for the name Corson. Is it Suleiman's <laughs> or Kuhlman's? I'm not sure. Some, something That's like the that. Pick they used to, uh, with the uh, Felino trade. So if he becomes anything, might as well add that to the uh, the Longo, the Logan Gore, the Sagan, and Hamilton pile. Oh yeah, De- definitely. So uh, let's get into some uh, current subjects as we're coming out of the long of the um, the the more normal off season, and uh, at the time of this. This recording is is August nineteenth, and we learned today that the city of Glendale is uh, pretty much kicking out the Arizona Coyotes, as they said that they are opting out of their deal. That this year will be their last year, and they even gave them an eviction notice date of June thirtieth. They have to be done by. And already, the first couple hours, hockey Twitter just absolutely blew up. Of where do you think Arizona is going to end up? Because it's not like they can just move into the America West Arena with the Suns. You know, is there anywhere in Arizona they can go, or is it just time to move them to Houston? Well, there was always those rumors about Tempe, but I don't know if they have an arena there, do they? I don't think they do. 
I really don't. Like, they would have to build something randomly. Like, they'd be sharing an arena with Arizona State. And yeah. that is not ideal for an HL arena. Not at all. No. Like, the other thing would be Alex Morello. He would probably sell, which, I mean, it's been a rough, like, it, there's been a lot of bad luck in his ownership. You know, pandemic with him having his primary income in casinos. But it's been a really rough go, especially with that athletic article that came out in February. Um, being late with per diems and bonuses in the bubble. There was a lot of, like, issues with Cheka. There was a lot of just um, just chaos, it feels like. And it's just a black eye for the NHL. They've been trying so hard to get this to work, and it, it has just failed miserable. Like, they have played, I think, at least hundreds of millions of dollars in this endeavor. So That's why I feel like they wanted to try and save it. But at this rate, I mean, you move to the Central – it might be Houston, Kansas City, maybe Oklahoma City. I don't know about that, but Houston and Kansas City would probably be your two ideal targets. Well, as I was kind of talking through this to my myself at work a bit, um, there are, you know, all of Bettman's um, southern expansions have worked outside of Atlanta. And it never really seemed like Arizona's had their guy that they can just point to and say, that guy is an Arizona and Phoenix Coyote guy. Because you look at you look at Tampa, uh, Vinny LeCavier, Martin St. Louis, Steven Stamkos, um, uh, Nat- Nashville, um, Craig Smith, if I'm if I'm correct, or recently retired Pekka Rene, Dallas, Mike Madano. Um, San, San Jose out west, Jumbo Joe, Anaheim, Corey Perry, and all Arizona really has is Shane Doan. Shane Doan, and and also by proxy Austin Matthews. Uh, yes, yes, by proxy, yes. Um, it just, it just, it hasn't worked. I mean, they've never. They're one of four teams that's never been in an outdoor game at all. Their one All Star game they were supposed to get in 2011, and it got taken from them because they couldn't get their their stuff together and um I, I i wonder if houston will work but i just wonder like would the toyota center like really be okay with hosting a team and in kansas city it might work but they're also going up against the royals and the chiefs all year well with the royals and the chiefs the royals don't really collide with them until like um they don't really collide except for early in the year, which they mm-hmm. should be able to be fine with. The Chiefs, that might be a little bit of an issue until, like, January, February. They do have, as like, a really nice arena in the Sprint Center. Yes. Remember, they yes. nearly lured the Penguins over 15 years ago. Oh, yes. So they do have the ability to get a hockey team, like, right out of the gate, as long as they have the corporate backing and the ownership, which that's going to be your question. With Houston, though, I think Tillman Fertitta is open to having an NHL team. He's the one that owns the Rockets, owns the Toyota Center. So I think they may be able to have that work, especially since Houston does have a hockey history. They have that big market that the NHL is really looking for. Now, well, now will it work? I don't know. But you have an instant rivalry with Dallas, if that's the case. Um, you probably have a few other rivalries as well you can work up, maybe – St. Louis, Saint, Nashville. St. Louis, yeah, oh, Nashville. Oh, no, so you can do Nashville because you took their football team. Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> so, so um, I mean, it's going to come quick if it's going to happen, I feel like. Especially, you'll probably find out a couple months down the road because 
like the situation with Eric, like Coyotes in Glendale, they've been butting heads for over half a decade. Even like the past two owners, like Barraway, like he did not work out. He was a venture capitalist and it just like, they kept butting heads with Glendale. Morello's doing the same thing. Apparently there's like, he's not really paying his rent, which is why they're kicking him out. Mm -hmm. But, um, so, um, like, so also, I, 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 sorry for jump, for jumping in there. Um, uh, somebody brought up this uh, on Twitter and I really like this, this idea that what about new Orleans and just hear me out. Move into the Smoothie King Center until you could possibly maybe maybe build something. You have Bourbon Street right there. You know, you could cross market with the Saints. You'd have a great rivalry with Dallas. Plus, it gives Gary Bettman a cheap excuse to do a winter classic at Tiger Stadium. I don't know if New Orleans is really a hockey market, though. Do they really have that sort of history? They have. Uh, I don't know if they're like a real three, like three, like major sports city. Yeah. Because there are a lot of rumors about the Pelican. Well. Yeah. Which is which is understood. It's it's a very it's a very tricky market, and um, it just doesn't seem. Yeah, yeah. So uh, let let's uh, let's pivot. Let's head toward us somewhere else. We're going to talk about a little bit about the off season, and um, I know you'll definitely cover this in your your preview video, um, which should come out in in October. And um, who? And this is something we hear on hockey Twitter all the time during the off season. Who do you think is the quote champion of the off season this year? Is it probably New Jersey? New Jersey would be a good choice. I like what Tampa did because they got themselves out of cap hell. Yeah, I mean, even if like it's weird how Brent Seabrook went from one of the biggest albatross contracts in hockey to now he's an his contract's an asset because he's not playing it. And there's also a um, um, New Jersey has had a strong one too. Dougie Hamilton, I thought, signed for a reasonable rate. I mean, I think the analytics are really high on him. I don't know if he's going to keep up for seven years, but I think he can really stabilize that back end, especially with his offensive creativity in the neutral and the offensive zone. Tomas Tatar, I think they got him for a nice rate. It's not overly long-term in case he doesn't work out. Um, Bernier, I mean, as weird as it sounds, he did have a strong year in Detroit. I think he's a good backup option for Mackenzie Blackwood. As long as Thor keeps developing, I think they're in decent shape. They're able to really push forward with that rebuild that took a few steps back. Or a couple years ago. Yeah. Yeah, trust me. I, I heard about it from a friend of the podcast, Neil Valenpino, who does the uh, the devil state of mind. And the last the last couple weeks of the season to to hear that that passion and anger come from him as they just proverbially died. Like I expected big things out of them in the nineteen twenty season, and they not cratered, cratered. Yeah, just absolutely nothing out of them. Um, I felt so bad for Mackenzie Blackwood. Like he was just getting roasted on a pike because the defense in front of him was just so god awful. And they and they were and they were just waiting for guys to come out of uh, Binghamton, Binghamton, their farm club, like uh, Bob Quist yeah. and others to come on up. But um, mm-hmm. and you know I, you've touched on this several videos as well. Um, 
how much has Tom Wilson broken the the New York Rangers? <laughs> oh my god! Uh, like, I still think like this pose mm-hmm. is it is in the nightmares of James Dolan. They have like they did need grit, but they've completely overcompensated. When you take Barclay Goodrow, who was on a line with Blake Coleman and Yanni Gord. You give him three and a half million for six years, a Tanev contract. Yeah. When he doesn't have the offensive upside that Tanev does, especially even on the penalty kill. That is a massive overstatement. You're there to try and protect Tom Wilson. You trade for Ryan Reeves, which whose main at like talent right now is checking Tom Wilson. Uh, Jared Tonorty fought Tom. I think he's lad there. Craig McKegg. You know, grit for Tom Wilson. Uh, they're, they've been linked to Eric Branson apparently because um, his old connection with um, with um, Gerard Gallant. Jesus. So Gallant will help with that identity. They did need a new coach. David Quinn was overmatched. His like his intelligence really didn't mesh with the NHL game. But I think once again they're overcompensating. It, like Tampa Bay, like. Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Showing your good side to the world has its rewards. When you become a plasma donor at Griffles, you'll help save lives and receive compensation for your time and effort. Up to $800 your first month. Use it for whatever you or your family may need now or in the future. You can donate plasma up to twice a week. And it's safe and simple at Griffles. Thousands of people are already doing it. Learn more at grifflesplasma.com. As much as I want to like say they should have blown it up, they didn't overcompensate. They realized, okay, we have these issues. We need to get tougher and grittier. So they went out. They got Blake Coleman. They got Barclay Goodrow. They added guys like you know Bogosian, like guys on cheap contracts. But they didn't overhaul their main identity of the core. And plus, with the Rangers, I mean, they traded Bushnevich, which I think is a mistake. Agreed. But, uh, Rangers fans are defending it because, like, they have guys like, you know, um, like Taco, Lafreniere, Krasov that they want to bring in, which is fine. But Bushnevich had a really good year. I don't think he's the guy I would have traded. No. Not for playing a second. No, not Bucinevich is he has nowhere to go but up, and at worst he just plateaus over the next couple of years. And with that lineup, you could you could hide that, you know, to throw him on on the I mean, like, at worst worst case scenario. He's a second line one. Yeah, and for five and a half, it's a overpayment in that regard. But you can do a lot worse. Oh yeah, and um, you know it it's, it it really reminds you of what Pittsburgh did a couple years ago after they got eliminated by Washington. It was got said player Ryan Ryan Reeves. You know we need to get tough down the middle, which is fine, but you neglected everything else, and the team just just you know that that started the back to back eliminations of the New York of the New York Islanders. 
they abandoned their core tenants. That's what yep. happened. And don't forget, they got embarrassed by the Montreal Canadiens. Well, yep. Thank. Yeah, thanks for reminding me uh, of that. Uh, that. That kind of broke me. <laughs> I um the, the the tip of the iceberg guys who do cover the pens on here brought me on and they asked you know well what do you think about that that series as a preview and I said I was cautiously optimistic because they could beat them but it had the potential to go very very bad and it uh it did so talking about our favorite uh black and gold team um it seemed like it, it was a very different change of pace as compared to different off seasons where jr just opens up the checkbook and sees what's out there he's like a guy who loves the app store and just keeps buying different apps for his phone and now you have uh hextall who just kind of stayed put for this off season hextall was known for being very conservative and you've gone from two different like trade points jr he loved himself a good trade and uh, the rumor going around when he left was that he tried to t- trade Latang plus for Marc Andre Fleury. Yeah. And like ownership said no, and he said he took his ball and he went home, which is like okay. I mean, thanks for the cups, but it was it was way too late. Dude. But Hextall, like he's as I said going for a more conservative approach. This is their last chance here. I feel like with the current four. Because if you look at the free agent situation, Latang's a free agent ever this year. Malkin's a free agent ever this year. And Malkin's injured long term. I don't think he's going to be back until the middle of the season. Brian Rust is a free agent. He's going to be demanding top dollar. Like mm-hmm. he's going to get paid. Yes. And unfortunately, the guy who's probably going to sign him to that contract is probably going to regret it because once Brian Rust's speed goes, he's done. Mm-hmm. And also, Jeff Carter's a free agent. Which is kind of like, there goes your veteran influence. So at that point, you're probably going to have to drop, cut it down and rebuild. Unless it's like, okay, you want to like keep Crosby happy and, you know, keep going for it, which is, I don't know at this yeah. point. Well, Cro- Crosby's going to be guys, what? The main move they made was um, Brock McGinn. Yeah. Because they needed to replace Tanev and they traded Jared McCann for a guy we traded for Sperry Kapanen on a seventh-round pick. Yeah. It's like we lost two nice depth pieces for the middle six, bottom six, and then Brock McGinn's like 10 of light. Yeah, because Crosby's going to be like, like what, 34, 35. And he's 34, 87. 30, yeah, 87, yeah. Um, he's, you got, what, two or three maybe years left in him like good years and um you know it the thing that Penguins fans are gonna have to accept it is gonna either be Latang or Malkin and I've seen Wilkes-Barre there is nothing down there thanks to all of thanks to GR well well Getzel came from up there Kunakel Rust and there are I mean even like the past like even in those times, like 14, 15, they had one of the worst farm systems in the NHL. They just put a lot of guys out. True. And a lot, and they, know, they, there are guys. Rust emerged like far greater than they thought. Same as Gensel. Uh, Wilson and Kuhnhock all became depth guys. So they had a lot of guys over form. Right. So that's what really led them to those cups. It was the infusion of the youth. Of the Correct. New identity. Correct. But um, is, is you know, 
is is blowing it up as you know you, you and me both like to say it, it, if you blow it up is there any way to really rebuild because even if a rebuild can t- take a couple of years and by that time Crosby's 37 or 38 is there anything would there be anything that's, there I, that's why I don't think like unless they just like bought them out hard like I don't think they're gonna do it just because like Lemieux's biggest regret as an owner, and he's been on record saying this, was that he traded Yager because he couldn't have. And that's why he wants to keep this core around as long as he can, which is, I don't know if that's a good idea, especially since Latang's starting to dip a good bit, same as Malkin. But he has that loyalty. You know, yeah. hey, these guys led us to three cups. Yeah. And you know, and you loyalty at least in the modern NHL is is hard to come by because I think we're starting to see the last generation of that of guys like Ovechkin, Taze, Kane, um, Crosby, Malkin, Latang. You know, Patrick Line, third overall pick a couple years ago, got traded out of Winnipeg as we saw it to Columbus. So you could argue like nobody's really safe unless you're a number one overall pick, unless your name is Jack Eichel. Speaking of, he's really having a fun sub- summer, isn't he? Uh, he? He still hasn't had surgery. I mean, I get why the Sabres don't want to trade him for pennies on the dollar because they don't want to get gypped. But unfortunately, you have a guy with a huge contract. He's unhappy. He had a season-ending injury last year. And he's also, like, needs, like, surgery. So, in that situation, you're going to be getting the lowest value you can for him. And if they keep waiting, they're going to get, like, an insulting turn. Because remember Ryan O'Reilly. He went for so cheap because the Pagulas did not want to pay his bonus. If they waited, they would have gotten a better return. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, in, he got dealt to St. Louis, got a cup with them. He's now their captain and is sort of regretting his life decisions a little. No, wait. I'm uh, thinking of somebody else. He got his cup. He got he, his cup. He did. He's a lot better he, than he was in Buffalo. Very, very much so. I'm, I'm thinking about somebody else in, in St. Louis. But we'll jump to St. Louis and um, – is it the end for them? Is it just they're going to blow it up this year? Who, uh, St. Louis? Yes. Because they don't have... Uh, they, they got Tarasenko, know. but, you know... Uh, Tarasenko, I, he's been demanding a trade, though. Like um, uh, The way they've been planning it out, you know, Bushnevich bringing in Brandon Saad, I feel like they're planning for life without Tarasenko. And once again, I don't know if you're going to get good value for him, because... He's had even more questions than Eichel. He's been injured most of the past two seasons. His performance hasn't been Harasenko. You don't know if he's going to be the same. He's 29, has a huge contract. Unless you're a team like a Philly who's absolutely desperate to get to the playoffs, I don't know who takes him without retention. True, true. And, um, you know, like you said, with that with that contract, you're, you're, you're going to – the Blues are going to have to eat some form of salary to get rid of them. There's no way a team's just going to go like, oh, yeah, sure, we're good. We're good. Not enough flat cap unless no. you're like, once again, you're taking on another bad contract or you're a team that's desperate for a big splash and you think Terrasink. Correct. So um, 
let's we're gonna jump we're gonna jump another team again love this rapid fire stuff um we're gonna go to my neck of the woods and that's with uh with dc and the capitals and um during back in june one bears fan uh you know started this little fire debate that a lot of uh people here liked vtech vanacek and you know i'm glad he's back with the capitals but somebody he showed that samsonov has better stats and yet we love vtech more than samsonov is his off ice issues something to be concerned of or is it just you know hey 20s yolo as the kids like to say I don't think it's something to do with Samsonov himself. I think it's with the Russian floor. Because I think you got to pick it up. I mean, you're dealing, uh, your core has gotten very stale in Washington. You haven't won a playoff series since the Cup win, and it's looking more and more like Terry Trotz. That happened. And now oh, it's yeah. just like, you know, oh, yeah. your life is, it's like the Penguins after those Cup wins. It's like you don't know where to go. You want to get bigger and tougher, but at the same time, your identity something else and how you just have this basket like hodgepodge of different ideas and philosophies you have a bunch of older players on aging contracts sign Ovechkin for five more years which is more a loyalty thing i feel like it's right. okay right look you've done a hell of a lot for us here's a deal go play till you're 40 go break richard's record that's mm-hmm. pretty much what they're saying and yeah. it's not ideal for Winning in those time frame because once again Oshi I think has like four more years because Netsov's mm-hmm. been rumored in the trade market he's been the one that's apparently that Washington's really soured on because of his off ice antics right. they're not going to trade Simpson off Orlov is the other one he's got two years left but at the same time if you have that Russian four there like I don't know if you're going to go for him. Ugh. Like, hey, I hope you enjoyed that cup. I mean, you're not winning one for a while with the way things are going. The the, the one thing I've just never understood with, with the Capitals, it just like they love signing players from their rivals, especially Pittsburgh. Sprong, Haglin, Schultz, often injured Justin Schultz. Um, go back a little further, Niskanen, Orpik. And it's just like, you know, and, and, they, and when they signed Chara, uh, last year, you know, you real, you know what you're getting with him, and and Chara said he wants to stay in the East because of his family, and I don't know a team that could really, that's at least now going to get him. He just might have to wait by his phone during training camp to see if some team might take a flyer uh, on him. Either that, or he goes back to Slovakia for a year, or he retires. I mean, Chara is just like. Eh. He, he is what he is. He's like, he's just a body right now. His body's worn down on him. Yeah. Which, I mean, remember, too, they did sign Henrik Lundqvist, but he had the uh, the had the heart issue. So, oh, yeah. unfortunately, I think he's done, which is a shame. It, it, it is. But, it, it, I mean, if it weren't for that, you would not have uh, Vitek Vanacek getting drafted by um, Seattle. Very, very much so. So, this has been fun. Great hockey talk. Absolutely love it. So um, we'll do one more subject before we before we'll head on out of here. And of course, jersey ads. That this has been a bit of a, a hot topic, um, and probably will still will be by the time this drops. Um, it's not a big of a deal to me because I'm a fan of the American Hockey League. I've been to the ECHL. 
I've seen the advertising. It's not that big of a deal to me. What I'm hearing the loudest complaints about it are coming from more traditional markets such as Montreal, Detroit, and Chicago. I mean, is this really going to be that big of a deal or is it just a bunch of summer hockey talk? I was worried about the helmet advertisements when they first came out. I get why they didn't have a choice because they lost a lot of revenue from the, like the pandemic, the bubble, and not having fans because they're more of a brick and mortar industry. But like, I didn't really notice them all that much unless I was no. like actively paying attention to them. No, like if they're a small logo on the crest, I don't think anybody's going to notice. The I feel the fear for a lot of people is that they're going to end up like the uniforms in Europe where it's just yeah. like a bunch of different advertisements and like maybe you'll see the logo in the crest but for the most part it's just like your your mind's confused on where you're trying to look like it's like okay it's like a crest lower crest like okay now like what's the gold helmet for maybe is that yeah. sponsored now that's what they're worried about but as long as they keep it limited as long as they keep it like okay here's just one small logo I don't think you really notice that. No. And the I, thing is, like, once that cat's out of the bag, you're not bringing it back in because that's an extra revenue. Oh, of course. I think I read, like, um, it's supposed to be, like, an additional somewhere between 20 to $80 million terms of, of avenue. And Gary Bettman looks at that and goes, yes, please. Yeah, um, and you can add another mil or two to the cap. Oh, yeah. And that's money for the players. Yeah, and um, it's done in Europe a lot because um, hockey's not really their sport over there. You know, yeah, it's it's all it's all football, and yeah, that's heavily advertised, but that's a highly lucrative business like the NFL here in the states. Um, and and teams could get creative as well because in the American Hockey League, there are teams that wear the sponsorship patch on a shoulder. You know, the Wilkesbury did that for a couple years with their Blue Cross Blue blue shield patch and i could see a team that you know wants to preserve the tradition of the jersey like a detroit could do that could put it on their on the shoulder as well you know it's not like like detroit's not going to put on a a little caesar's patch on there you know i i think people are just making a big deal out of this and again especially from the more traditional markets it's also like People like flipped out over like having the names on the back of the <laughs> Harold Ballard was one of them because they felt like he wasn't going to be able to sell programs. So he uh, put the names of the jersey up with the same coloring as the jersey. Oh, brother. So the NHL told him to cut him out. <laughs> That's an old story. I, uh, you know, I, I want to say I, I don't believe it, but after, but watching your, um, your, your no, history on, on the Maple Leafs, I believe it. I, I, I believe it. He, he was a, he was a character. Um, and it's just like, that's one of the main reasons why I wanted to do that vid, just because of the outrageousness of Harold Ballard. Would, would it be fair to say that he's the closest thing to see Montgomery Burns in real life? Maybe. Hmm. He just. Think it it seems well, like it it it's it's cartoonishly evil the stuff that that he would do like, you yeah. know, like you know like like like, um something you said about the sweet boxes in the old Maple Leaf Gardens that that he with uh, Foster Hewitt's gondola yeah chuck it in the incinerator yes <laughs> just wow so many you know you know just and it, yeah. <sighs> 
breathe stupid breathe i gotta tell myself you know it you know everyone go check that out on youtube the um the legacy of failure series as he calls it it is a beautiful snarky history of teams from all over leagues many leagues many failures out there and typically if your team gets one you have a 90 percent chance of your team having success the next year so thank you thank you tree thank you so much i will give you a minute here you know to promote your channel or whatever else you're working on so my friend the board is thine absolutely thank you man well um you can find me on youtube on urinating tree twitter is urinating tree as well i just shit post on there it's nothing serious <laughs> i also um I, I have an instagram i barely use it's urinating underscore tree so i just like i post random stuff there now and again really use it all that just figure that throw it out there um for the next youtube vid i don't know if it's going to be like late august or early september it'll be haters guide to the nfl seasons coming up so love it always looking forward to the season looking forward to the nhl as well um not sure how the pens are going to do but there was a lot of moving shaking so i'm looking forward to it there de there definitely will be and and you know i said this you know when we were talking in the virtual green room i appreciate all the work that that you do um to everyone who's listening to this go check out his haters guides they are great stuff fun snarky informative especially once you get to the Stanley Cup Finals in any championship round. I believe this man here does his best work. Absolutely love it. Tree, thank you very much, man. You know, take care. Be well out there on the western end of the state. And for all of you listening to this, thank you very much for tuning in. We're getting through it, everyone. Hockey will soon be returning to us, and we'll catch you next time. Go Bears. Thank you for downloading this episode of the Grit and Barrett podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe on whatever podcast platform you are currently listening to. If you are listening on Apple or Google, please leave us a five-star review as it appeases our algorithm overlords. If you enjoyed this podcast, please check out the Hockey Podcast Network, where there is a podcast for each and every NHL team. We also cover the American Hockey League. They have a podcast about college hockey and all the ins and outs of the hockey world. If you wish to know more about our parent club, please check out the official Caps Chirps podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network as they cover all things Washington Capitals. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Grit and Barrett P1 on Twitter. That's at Grit and Barrett P1 on Twitter. This podcast is dedicated to the memory of Patricia Blosser, who passed away on December 5th, 2020 to dementia and COVID. The show is also dedicated to all of the Hershey Bears' friends, fans, and family who lost their lives to cancer. Cancer sucks. Thank you once again for listening to the Grit and Barrett podcast, and go Bears! Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF.